This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. With Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, Karen. Do you still have your Christmas tree up? Hello, Chris. I never put one up. Oh, I forgot about your anti-Christmas tree lifestyle. I want to have a Christmas tree lifestyle. It ain't me. No. You know? It's always like it like the 21st rolls around and I'm like, it's too late. Just light a pine tree candle and go to someone else's house is my plan. When I say Christmas tree, I mean series of plants that I've stacked on a plant stand. uh, When you say Christmas tree, you're just referencing your own life and yourself in a way that I could never relate. Exactly. Everything but a tree. It's a lot of garland. (laughs) There is some uh, aquarium, plastic aquarium plants. Um, there's a, a tiki-style mug, but wrapped in—it's in a triangular formation, and there are lights. And I have not yet taken down my version of a Christmas tree. So if you—if you just want to do your own version one year, that's I'm saying a Christmas tree can be anything. It's symbolic. That's all I'm I saying. I see. This is a per, more of a permission than a question. I am granting you <gasps> next year. What it made me think of is where I am right now. I put up Christmas lights in November, I think, just because I found them somewhere and was like, oh, I'll put these up. And they're still up right now. There and we they're go. the white ones. So they kind of are. That's your tree. You can go from the holidays into pretending you're a girl in her your first year of college dorms. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh my God, this is who I am. Yeah, I, I think that's, I also have a vision board right by it. Of things I want to do, a, and your schedule, your your yeah. There's your a Lamborghini. Schedule. It's just old trapper keepers <laughs> that I framed and put on the wall. 
No, I think that honestly, I've kept it up because I keep, I don't know why I watched Christmas movies the other night. I'm being weird this year. And I think it's really me postponing all the things I've promised that we've talked about resolution wise. I've not yet done them. Uh, so I'm, that's cause I'm still celebrating Christmas. I think I'm just now realizing why I, I'm going to take it down after we're done recording. Look, you can do that well into March, I think, without anybody really knowing or saying anything to you. What, what are they going to say? That's that you're right. That's, that's the freedom of knowing no one's going to come over to my apartment and hasn't been here in uh, a couple years. Actually, look forward to somebody barging their way into your apartment and suddenly judging you. Where you're like, "Well, great. Then that at least that means someone's here." Well, if they do that, I'll, I'll end up macing them. Oh well, because you know who barges into apartments. Yeah, true. Burglars. Burglar bargers. <laughs> Burglar bargers. Burglars bargers. And acquaintances Bankers. that think you like stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I, no, no one no one even comes a knock and I'm far away from everyone. Okay. I'm glad we talked about that. Thank you for granting me. And I'm giving you permission next year to have a tree. It's so much permission. I'm just glad I I'm glad and you people may question it listening thus far. I'm glad I mentioned that. I'm glad I opened with that. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> Good. And I understand why you didn't. You were away. I was away. I set this uh, contraption up, and then I flew home to a real tree. Not a real tree. My dad's not a monster. It's made up of, it's a sustainable tree. But, um, you know, I'm just glad to come home to it. Yeah. You get to your own little time, your own little holiday acknowledgement. But it's time for a new year, and I'm ready. You know, what? I, a good way to start it this year and us turning over new leaves and making new promises that we might not keep is with today's guest. I mean, I was going to say, I'm glad that today's guest is here with us to really unpack and go through all of these holiday questions, Mm -hmm. observances, what's right, what's hot, what's not for 2023. What's hot and what's not. Right? That's a lot of pressure. Who better than this woman who has played clubs and colleges all over this country. And I know her from several jobs that I've worked, that she has worked with me. Um, You know her from many, many comedy shows that you've done probably around town. Our listeners might know her from, oh, she was on the TBS series, The Dress Up Gang. It's the best show. It's a real good sketch show. Yes. She's done all kinds of things. And if you don't know her now, you will know her in the future. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the intimidable. The the intimidating. The intimidating and formidable Miss Chase Bernstein. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of pressure. Thank you guys so much. Right off the bat, a lot of pressure. It's an honor and I'm up for, I'm up to the challenge. Chase, what's hot this year? (laughs) What's hot and what's not, Chase? Wow. I mean, I have a lot of, I liked the Christmas tree opening. I thought it was like actually impeccably timed. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I actually saw a Christmas tree on someone's, you know, on their lawn the other day. And I was like, wow, forgot about those already. Yeah. And it's yes. like, it's not even that late. And I was like shocked to see it. Yeah, know? mine's more of a celebration of just festivity. It's really confused. Someone would walk in and not know my beliefs, which I don't really have any. 
And so it's a good representation. It's also where I charge my Apple Watch. But I think what you're talking about, Chase, of like seeing the the refuse aspect of getting a Christmas tree is really what prevents me because you have to have a plan, a load in, a load Mm -hmm. out. Um, There's a lot of moving parts that I think there are like, there are moms and aunts and grandmas that have done it so many times, it's no big deal to them. But like, to me, I'm like, can I even afford to get involved this year yeah. is the right. question I ask. Right, to get in the pool this late in the party. It's like people are getting out of the pool and you're yes. just trying to get in. Yeah, there's already mm-hmm. a bunch of pee in there. Yeah, and this swimsuit is weird. Yeah, just Seriously. one swimsuit and a Band-Aid. <laughs> it is depressing. Yeah, the, the whole, it's like putting down a pet. Not really, but the second week of January... <laughs> yeah. Like in my hometown, everyone the, everyone just knew to drop it off in the parking lot of my old high school. And there was just a pile of deceased trees. And it was a real bummer. There's still yeah. tinsel blowing in yeah. the wind. Uh, Wait, why at your high school parking lot? Yeah. Why? <laughs> was it being, were they gathering for like a wood, a bonfire or it's just right. like, this is the spot? It doubles as the, the big graduation bonfire. Come graduation time. That thing lights up. There's been a lot of deaths. <laughs> it's an out of control fire for teenagers <laughs> to come and drink around. What could go wrong? Yeah, it it is a bummer though to see it. Uh, well, it's also... Tree. It's a harsh turn because, you know, right after Thanksgiving, it is this sacred, uh, you know, I think very American. It's become very Americanized. It's almost like multi-denominational. Everyone kind of gets in on it. It's like it's uh, Christmas or the holidays, however you want to approach it. But Christmas trees and that kind of like, here's, we're going to represent it. It's, there's a certain um, preciousness to it that like, truly on the 29th for some people is like throw that fucking thing out of this <laughs> yeah. house and act like it was never in here. Right. It changes harsh. so fast. Yes. Like it just changes so fast and it's like yeah seeing them out on the street it's like even if it's not symbolic it is. Like it just can't yeah. help but feel symbolic. You yeah. know? It's just heavy sometimes when, you, when you're just you know I'm walking my dog like I'm not trying to see this right now. <laughs> Yesterday's news, like exactly. how harsh this town is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but Chase, yeah. Let us wish you a happy birthday, belatedly. Oh my gosh! Thank you. Yes. It was Chase's birthday, and the only yes. reason I knew is because I listened to her podcast that I absolutely <laughs> adore, um, Chase Bernstein composed, and you told a story <laughs> about. <laughs> that fucking story. I almost texted you. I'm like, just talk to her about it on the show tomorrow. <laughs> but Chase, will you please tell for Chris the story of Chase wanted to go home from the, the Arizona the club she was playing. <laughs> Tempe Improv. Yeah. Obviously. And she wanted to get home, which is like an hour and a half flight or whatever. Yeah. And but they had gotten her a cake. Yeah. So, well, you just... <laughs> oh, wow. That, it was really a hilarious chunk of time on your podcast where you told that story. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, this, this was a roller coaster. I honestly just started processing it today. Like, today's Wednesday. This happened Sunday evening. Um, and it just, like, it really hit me today. 
I mean, basically I was at the Tempe Improv. It was my birthday. So I was like, oh, there's one seven o'clock show. I'm trying to fly back to Burbank that night, you know, and just have like an LA touchdown on my birthday. (laughs) And the Tempe Improv above and beyond got me a cake. Um, They did bring it out to me on stage. It was so embarrassing. Wow. Um, (laughs) As you can imagine. Like after your closer? Yeah. Oh, wow. Was your face on it? Stay here for three more minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it was also, yeah, that, because I was trying to get to the airport. um, But it was also like when they got to the part with my name, like, these people that I just, you know, absolutely dazzled for the past 25 minutes didn't even know my name. Like they were just like, they were like, who are you? And I'm like, why are you acting like we didn't just have this time? Oh, that is so horrifying because we all think about that. Even if you have a good set, they're like, they don't know who I am. Exactly. It was so real. And they, the whole audience sang then and said, uh, Dear yeah. Tara, Tara, Tara. They're like, oh, this bitch. Yeah. They, oh. <laughs> they had no idea. Um, but so I was like, yeah, I, they gave me the cake as I was leaving to go to the airport. I took two hefty slices um, <laughs> a vanilla cake with frosting, nothing crazy. And One for the plane. One for the plane, one for like maybe the ride there. I don't know. Like I was just like, I want to take more than I think I need. I put it in a flimsy container, but like you think that's relevant. It's actually not. Okay. So it's in a container. I go to the Phoenix airport. There's no one there. It's a ghost town. It's Sunday night. I put my cake through the security machine in a bin on its own. They go separate it. And I'm like, okay. I separate it. I don't know how much of this you wanted me to tell Karen. She's like, just get to the All cake. Um, yes, I'm you're it. there. No, you're there. You're, <laughs> you're doing there. It. You're doing it. You're doing it. Well, so yeah. So then I, since there was no one there, I just decided to opt out of the, you know, machine with who knows what's in it, you know, the where you put your hands up. I was like, oh, I'll do a manual one. Like, I'll just do a pat down. So, you know, it always takes forever. I was instantly regretting it. I was like, it could have been gone by now. I could have been done with this, whatever. The woman finally comes. She's like, okay, come with me. Like, where's your stuff? Like, get your stuff. And I just hear, (laughs) I hear all these airport employees whispering. Like, they're sort of like, (laughs) it's very hush hush. And they're like, the cake, like the cake. The cake. Oh no. The cake. And I'm like, I'm truly hearing it from another dimension, but I'm just like vaguely recognized that I had a cake and I'm the only person there. <laughs> I look, my cake is spilled all over the oh, security no. ramp. Like it's there's frosting <laughs> everywhere. Like truly on everyone, like on people's gloves, oh, on my suitcase, no. on the machine. Yes, no. it's everywhere. And there's a whole slice, just like the thing's moving and it's stuck. So it's just like <laughs> a huge chunk of cake. And they're like, oh, you're I was like, is that my cake? Like, I don't even know what I said. Like, I was just kind of observing it. I was like, oh, should I like say something? I because it's like, I don't even know what can be done now. It's like, yeah, it fell. I don't know. And my sister presented a good point. She's like, were they mad at you? And I was like, you know what? I don't think they were. I think they were mad at themselves. Because I don't I don't how know. how did they get out of there? I don't For know how this birthday. cake fell. Yeah. 
Um, and then, yeah, I was just like, I took my other slice, but then I was like, wait, did this slice fall? And no one like really knew. So then I just ended up throwing the entire thing away. <laughs> there was frosting on the flaps of the yeah, thing the- <laughs> where the gray, the gray bin comes through. <laughs> like, I don't know how, how, why so much frosting got out. Like, it's like, I had, like, it shouldn't have been everywhere that it was. Well, it's it because was just crazy. Once it goes into that that tunnel with no windows, you, like you said, when you go into the X-ray machine, you don't know what's really in there. Robot exactly. arms are grabbing things, opening, <laughs> looking like these ro- these cartoon gloves on hinges are just looking for bombs. And classically, you hide the most nefarious things in a cake. Obviously. That's the only reason you bring a cake to prison. Yeah. So they yeah. tackled that thing and then went tried to blame you on their, their little <laughs> robot security arms. TSA doesn't ever want to take responsibility. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, it, it was truly just like we all it's lived so and move on. Like there was no, and it's like, it was so weird because when I was at the club, a part of me knew like, I'm not going to eat this cake. Like I somehow knew that like, I didn't right. know that yeah. was going to happen, but I was just like, I can't picture like getting back home and just like eating this. So I don't know. No, of <laughs> course really not. Crazy. But you had to because they gave you a cake. Yeah, like, exactly. How insane would it be to receive a cake and be like, oh, I don't want any. I mean, okay, well, I did want yeah, You're okay, just bye. immediately denying the cake and like, thanks. Yeah, I'm just like not responding. Yes. They're like, do you want to take a slice? I'm like, okay, thank you guys so much. Um, It's been a great weekend. They're like, do you want the cake? I'm like, all right, so... <laughs> I took some Fiji's. Hope that's okay. <laughs> I just never answer that. <laughs> that is thoughtful, though. I Anytime I've been to that Tempe Improv, it's weird because when I worked there, there was a... Oh, maybe it's because it's opening for Sarah oh, okay, Silverman. Okay. No, uh, yeah, when yeah, I yeah, was... I uh, the bartender? <laughs> I was like, what yeah, are the odds? making my ties. <laughs> uh, you know who did work there as the old booker of the comedy store? Yeah. Um, what's his name again? He had a podcast with Norm MacDonald. I forget his name. Adam. His Adam. Yeah. He was like a waiter there, and he made me like a mixtape. Everyone there was so oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. And they wanted to go across the parking lot to six shooters. And I'm like, why is the staff so cool here? They're like, hey, we're having a party. And it's because of you after the show tomorrow, every time I wow. went there. And wow. then oddly, the owner of that club was like, I don't like the staff hanging out with the comics. He had like a rule. It was mm-hmm. a it was such an example of like this comes out of rebellion <laughs> that yeah. I don't think they even wanted to hang out with me. They they were just <laughs> hanging out with me because their boss told them not to. But I have t- I've had so much fun at that improv. It that I'm talking years ago, but yeah, that makes yeah. me. It's it's, it's the a times good time. I've been given a birthday cake. It's so nice. I uh, it's such a sweet gesture. Well, also, if you knew, uh, our if our audience knew Chase Bernstein like as well as I do, knowing how easy it is to embarrass Chase, like Chase <laughs> is mortified by almost everything that she does in life, and like. Really? <laughs> 
Just like literally like if we're at, you know, swingers and she has to ask for ketchup, it's like, oh my God, I have to talk to this guy about <laughs> like everything. So when you told that story of looking over and frosting coming out of every part of that machine and you use, you, you, like, I think you just said it this time, but it's like, you just kind of couldn't process it. It's like, you're just staring at this, this yeah. simple idea of I'm going to take some birthday cake home yeah. to celebrate my birthday. And now it's been... <laughs> And smeared across the, the airport. Oh, like, I, I that's really so humiliating. Yeah, I really made a mark on the Phoenix airport. I mean, I honestly wasn't even embarrassed. I was just like, I just like felt nothing. Like I just like saw the cake, and I was just like, whatever. <laughs> like I was like, because I did take two bites. Maybe I took two bites before I left the club, and it was all right. The cake was. Not as good as I thought it was going to be when I bit it. And I'm just thinking now, maybe if I had liked the cake more, I would have felt more. But I saw it spill and I was just like, yeah, it's like a decent cake at best. Like, whatever. <laughs> you know? <laughs> whatever, bye. Whatever, yeah. Bye, this has been lost. <sighs> I always have that thought of like, if you're going to eat a dessert, I'm always like, if somebody offers me cake, it's a, a very specific situation where I would say yes, because I'm always like, well, I'd rather eat candy or I'd rather eat a sweet yeah. thing that I really like. Yeah. Because cake rarely does it for me yeah. in that way. So the, so the idea of then you're like trying to make the best of a cake situation yeah. and it literally explodes on you yeah. when it's not even like anyone's number one, you know, birthday. <laughs> I, yeah. The idea of it is just going for it. I know. I mean, I feel like cakes are hit and miss, but I feel like there's some really high highs with cake. Like, haven't you ever had just like a perfectly moist, yes. like... It's just everything's working. And you're like, oh, yeah, cake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's almost like when you watch the Great British Bake Off. And yes. they're like, like the bake on this is perfect. This exactly. the, the sponge isn't good or this. Where, where you're like, oh, my God, there's so much American cake that would never pass the muster on the Great British Bake Off. Where they're like, their standards are insane. Here, our standards are like, people are like, have you ever had the Costco cake? Or you're just like, really? Is that the best we can do for cake? But I mean, it is good. It is good. But I think that's why ice cream cake is always the move. Is that true? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Especially the, when I, getting on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was ice. So it was. Oh I still want to know: Was it tumbling on those on those conveyor rollers? Oh, so there were two slices. Only one of them fell, and it was just kind of caught. <laughs> like it was like like it was past I the love conveyor it. belt. Like it was at the end, like on the metal sort of bars, yeah. and like it was stuck. I didn't even see anyone clean it up. Like I seriously just didn't see it. Like. I saw it. I heard them talking about it. I just didn't really follow it. <laughs> and then there was one slice that was perfectly still in the container. And so I was just like, how did one slice come out? It's just, there's so many questions. Was it one of these thin, clear plastic yeah. containers that like when they open, it's like spring-loaded, like those cheap <laughs> containers? 
<laughs> I okay, I know what you're talking about. I That's... just felt it, but no, it's not that. It was <laughs> it's the one that has the foil bottom and a plastic top that you have to like peel the foil on top of the plastic. You know, right, right, and pinch yeah, it. Not yeah. a great. Those exactly. also are spring loaded. Exactly. The top launches off like a top yeah. hat in the wind. Yeah. But still, what's the wind inside that machine? I like, how do you get that thing exactly. open? Every once in a while, all my belongings are, are come out in the trays. And then I have one boot kicking around <laughs> like what grabbed my boot and threw it uh, 10 passengers back. Just a tumbling boot. Oh filled, my God. filled also with cake. <laughs> boot cake. Oh. It's like when you cut into the boot, it is cake. Damn. You know, that new trend. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hot or not for 2023. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Things that are cake. Yeah. Is this cake or is it a real boot? And they cut into it. And then I notice three hours have passed and I'm just watching my phone. <laughs> I can't stop. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. The things that my my phone thinks I want to see, cars in an intersection, drifting. Mm. And hitting people on per- there's people that st- I there it's like a bizarre trend that keeps happening to where now we're like I will let this car hip check me and launch me into this crowd of people. It sounds like I'm making it up. I've seen it so much now. I'm not even traumatized by it. So people doing cookies for lack of a more modern term. <laughs> I'm from the fifties, and then someone's a bystander standing too close and they get hit by a car and fall down and then they get up and that's the end of the video. I don't. When you say doing what? cookies, do you mean doing donuts? Do, yeah, yeah. Where I come from, <laughs> it's called a cookie. Uh, oh. Yeah, donuts are more like the whole car is going around a small circle. A cookie is the front <laughs> wheels are stationary, providing no negative space. Oh, I hate getting caught in a lie. <laughs> And then lawn care videos. There's this guy that goes door to door and says, hey, I'd like to do your lawn for free. And it is the most satisfying, him power washing, like a hoarder's front yard and and making the cement all pristine and edging Mm -hmm. the lawn. And then some old guy comes out in suspenders and starts crying because his lawn hasn't looked this good for 30 years. I can't stop watching that. Those are the best. That makes sense. That that's like a charitable thing. That's like Mr. Beast or the, uh, you know, recess therapy. I I search for sweet things that make me feel good about. You know, it's another really good one. On in that is, I have gone from the lawn care videos, which I love. Yes, because sometimes those front yards are in they look like a jungle yes and when that guy leaves with this just as weed whacker yes it looks like a little house with a beautiful front yard again and it's and they do it for free and it's lovely it's and in the beginning when they knock on the door they go i want to do this and they're like how much does it cost and it's some old person that's <laughs> yeah. like you're not gonna rip me off and then they're like it's all for free and they don't believe it and they don't believe it and then three hours later it's this, they're like crying and it's beautiful. Yeah, I love it. The, the Wait, next where level are of that. these? I Sorry. just TikTok. recently, okay. It's, okay. it's been the last couple months. Uh, it's a YouTube guy, but then he put all his stuff on Instagram and I, the world wants me to see it along with these card fatalities. <laughs> so the next level up from the front yard guy, there's a guy that goes around with a rake and clears big 
um, like if there's a huge puddle on the street, he goes and finds the clogged drain and wow. and scrapes on the drain until it starts draining and basically gets rid of uh, excess what? water in on a roadway. Is he called the flood and, fighter? <laughs> he should be. Should be, but it, that is for some reason so satisfying. Wow. Yeah, when it's like basically like a drain that's just covered with leaves. It's very simple to solve this huge problem where all these people are driving way around it and all this stuff. And then he just comes up and like, see, it's right here. And then he clears it, and it is the best. And he's also not getting paid. Wow. Yeah, Chase. What's yeah. your most satisfying I got <laughs> series of videos? What's your version of this video, Chase? You know, all my TikToks I get just kind of curated by my sister. So I'm just like, whatever she sends me, that's what I'm watching. But I do love, I mean, I know everyone does, but Emily Mariko. Do you know her? What does she do? No. Oh my God. She, She cooks, but she does it. The only sound is like of the food and the crunching and the cutting and of the pan. Like she's not being like... Then I add some shallots. Like we don't, she doesn't say a peep. Like it's so, and everything she makes looks so good. She's like really meticulous and just like, she does everything right. She cuts no corners. Like she'll just make her and her fiance like a three course like lunch. Just like it's Tuesday. And it's just so, so satisfying to watch. I don't understand the world of ASMR, but is, is there a little bit of that? And yeah, it, maybe it yeah. would pull me into that world. It's phenomenal. Just the crunching of some carrots, celery, the pan sizzling. <laughs> I mean, it's unreal, the acoustics in her place. <laughs> Do you feel like you're learning, like you could make the thing that you've watched her make? Yes, I do. I haven't, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> the potential is there. Yeah, yeah. It's just the catalyst is, you know, one of these in-house fiancés. She's unreal. I would check her out. The way it's edited, it she makes it look super simple because it's like, right now, well, the ones that I watch, I haven't seen her, but there's other people that are like, do you want to make a, an easy, fun gumbo? And yeah. then it's like, duh, duh, duh. And it's like super cut. Right, It's right. really cutty. Right. Where it's like butter in the pan, onions in the pan. Right. Thing, thing, right. thing. And it's her process, but it makes it, she does it in 60 seconds yeah. instead of four hours. Yeah, I kind of want to see the whole four hours. Yeah, <laughs> just a Like, doc, let a me get gu- a feel for this. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that amazing gumbo documentary? <laughs> <laughs> Start to finish, edge of my seat. <laughs> the new Netflix series, it's a six-part gumbo uh, drama. It's a family drama. Oh, my God. Yeah, when I was scrambling to find things to do during quarantine, I was making miniature houses and making cooking videos and pacing back and forth. That was less productive. But <laughs> I, people responded to the cooking things in a way, even though I'm just saying I'm getting frustrated and burning things kind of on purpose. <laughs> and that's why I quit making the videos because I'm like, oh, I'm wasting food. I need to actually pay attention. It's hard to... I was holding a phone by hand. I didn't even have a tripod, so oh, that was Lord. part of the the shaky video, I guess, made people like it. But I, yeah, there's something people want to see a process, even if it doesn't end yeah. up perfect. Like there's something, painting, I watch people paint yeah. from the underpainting, the drawing on the can, and it's sped up, and I, it does something if 
endorphins, maybe? Definitely. I love it. Why not? It's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. It gets me, it endorphins. It amps me up. A lot of these cooking videos are like bungee jumping for me. (laughs) (laughs) Melt butter in a pan with diced onions. And that's where my adrenaline comes from. Yeah. A minced garlic. (laughs) Yeah. That's my ex game. Fucking popping in a pan. (laughs) Oh my God. Speaking it's of fun. extreme sports, Chase, I yeah. I think you posted it recently, and I think it's from Dress Up Gang, but that clip you posted with Kevin Nealon. What, the blow dart? Yeah, oh, what yeah. Was he calling yeah. It? What was he calling it? Oh, blasting darts. <laughs> <laughs> I had just taken out of context that, like, I'm assuming he's your blow dart coach. Or yeah. just... It was. He, he is my blow dart coach. <laughs> that, I love him so much, and I've, I'm jealous Same. of anyone that gets to be around him. I've only, I remember hearing secondhand stories from Hen, Henry Phillips, who went to these poker nights. Another reason that I should start playing poker. I don't know how to play poker, but he would just who does uh, <laughs> quote things Kevin said while they were playing poker. Just these perfect funny jokes and the, he yeah. set up the situation and, and what Kevin said. I would get these stories every week. So I feel like in a weird way, I've played poker with Kevin Nealon and now I feel <laughs> like I've blasted darts with him. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's so easy. He's yeah. just so effortless. Yeah. But that's actually not a dress up gang video. That's just a, okay. Sometimes yeah. me and Donnie do like spinoffs. Yeah. It, it was just <laughs> shot in, that show oh, has such... It's the same Rob who does, who's yeah. in Dress Up Gang does them too. Yeah. It has such a great look. I love those videos so much. I was... I'm Everyone involved, I was always like... Sent, I'm like, I really like the new video. Like, I'm a serious fan of... Oh, I know. I mean, me too. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. like... It's obviously I'm biased, but I'm just like, they're all so good. Yeah. <laughs> and to see Frankie Quinones bust out on This Fool. So, uh, you know, listener, if you haven't seen the Hulu series This Fool, it's uh, Chris Estrada, who's a stand-up comic in L.A. that a lot of us know. I mean, I actually don't, but other people do. (laughs) And I'm going to talk about the royal we. But then the (laughs) co-star is Frankie Quinones, who's also in the Dress Up Gang, and who's this hilarious stand-up comic. And he is like the the breakout star of that show. People fucking love that guy. And yeah, it's so, so wonderful to see him succeed. Yeah. Like he's just so good on that show and he so deserves it. Yeah, yeah, everyone is so good on it. I don't know that I have a least favorite character on that show. I know. I know. They're all better than the next. <laughs> yeah. Everybody wins. It's Everybody so wins. Good. great on it. Yeah. When was that on... Of course, I don't get the Superstation WTBS. Um, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> what it was called, but that, <laughs> that's when it just played Gilligan's Island at my grandma's house. Only my grandma's house. You had to come <laughs> over. Uh, but I, what happened to it? I want it to be a show. Do I have to write a letter? I know people. I know. Yeah. I mean, definitely pen something. I mean, whatever <laughs> whatever is in your feeling. Um <laughs> I, it's on the TBS app. Yeah. Um, you can watch the whole season, but they also have a lot of them on their YouTube channel, Dress Up Gang, sort of. Uh, and TikTok. On the, yeah, as well as TikTok. But yeah. 
And it works in that format. Like those short moments just taken out of context are. Yeah, I know. So it's great. been, it's been fun to see them like, cause it, this whole scene is fun and the pace, but then it's like, it's also just funny, just a random part of it. I love anything where the stakes are high and, and it's kind of tense, but it's really nothing. It's, it's about silly. someone. Why are you tucking in our sh- your shirt when no one else in the house is? Like, yeah. and they all have to have a talk about it. Like, they're a family. I, it's so funny to me just how random it is for very much lack of a better word. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I said random. Yeah. Literally <laughs> so random, you guys. <laughs> but it's so great. I just, I love it. Yeah. That's okay. Now, Chase. Yeah. Let's so let's refocus on Chase. Please. Yes. Instead of being sexist Please. and talking about Chase's Chase boyfriend. Chase is on the show. <laughs> I know. Jenna I don't think of myself as on the show. Like, I'm in very briefly. So it's like, I when people think they have to include me in Dress Up Game, I'm like, I'm not in it. Like, it's their thing. So I when I even talk about it, I'm like, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about them. That's how I feel about it. <laughs> But it is really good. It's it's exciting to know people that do something well yeah. and they really nailed it and they wherever that ends up being, it's yeah. it it continues to be a success. Yeah. But Chase, for you, um, you're doing sets around town being mistaken for Jade Catapretta, I believe her name is. <laughs> that was one of my favorite fucking things. There was like a show and they're like and <laughs> It was like, and here's all the people that are going to be on the show. Was that at the Laugh Factory? It was at the and Laugh they, Factory. They, they used a different female comics headshot for Chase's headshot. And oh, it's, no. it made me laugh so fucking hard. It was so fucking funny. Oh, my God. That was really funny. I mean, I guess it's not like, you know, we both have dark hair, dark eyes. It's not like so crazy, but... No, you look alike. It was a different sure. person. Um, yeah, it was a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of reeling from that. I think that was a few years ago. And <laughs> still reeling. Still reeling. Still reeling. Yeah. <laughs> they did that to me at Flappers once, and it was also uh, just a female comic. Jade Catapretta. That like <laughs> it's yeah, always Jade Catapretta. Is my, is my hair Catapretta. that dark? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it on the flyer? It yes. was wrong? Or, it okay. just said Chris Fairbanks and it was under someone's headshot. And That's it was a so girl I've funny. never met. And I laughed so hard. That's amazing. And no one actually works there when you're doing that club. It's like, well, I don't, I could show this to someone in the kitchen, but I don't it think does. anything is going to be <laughs> yeah, done about exactly. it. And it was like my, I'm, I was supposed to be headlining. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's all so humbling. Yeah. It's a, one time someone sent me a screenshot of my IMDb page and instead of a picture of me on there, there was a picture of Mary Lynn Rice Cub on a red carpet. <laughs> and that one, I think it was Paige that sent it to me. And oh she's like, God. hey, so you need to get someone on on your IMDb where I was just like, first of all, I didn't know I had an IMDb page. And then How the idea that anyone? someone set it up for me that incorrectly. That's so yeah. funny. I don't know. Other people do it. I know. I mean, I, I don't know how I have one. A lot of it's wrong. I, had, I for some reason, I feel like that's where people, because when someone says, <laughs> I write on this, I do this, I'm an actor, it's a perfect place to see if someone's full of shit. 
Because yeah. it's really going to be up there. And so everything I've ever done, even if it's not up there, I, I submit it I in it. there. Like, I'm, I'm just admitting that right now. I care about what strangers think to the point where I will, I've uploaded photos. Well, also, you just want it to be accurate. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's like you want you want of control. It's like my I, mine's a mess. Like I'm just like, who approved this? Yeah. I don't even know if this is for me. Like <laughs> some of it's right, but some of it I'm like, I think this is two different people like combined into one. Is it for you or against you? That's the real question you have to I ask. I mean, for about it's your not IMDb against, page. but it's not doing much for me. <laughs> well, it's against admitting that I was a snowboarder in the 1997 <laughs> film Jack Frost. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've tried to submit that three times because I think it's funner, funny, funner than fun. fun. Oh, I, oh God. So they Every won't accept that? Yeah, they won't. It says, wow. okay, it's under review. Are you under, wow. are you not credited in the movie itself? Because maybe the they thing. do it based on credit. Right. And I, uh, I watch the credits. They do not even credit the stunts at all. There are no wow. snowboarders listed. That was just a random idea. day. I've seen this a bunch of times on IMDb. What if you resubmit and then put next to your name, uncredited? Oh, That's wow. Good. I did That's not think good. of that. Because I've seen that before. Yeah. I just right? want it just because I think it's funny. It's like, what? I hadn't even started doing comedy yet. That's when all I was doing was snowboarding. Or had you? <laughs> Maybe uh, I have. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. It is comedic to snowboard down the hill with a just a man with a tennis ball at the end of a stick above his head, pretending <laughs> it's a snowman. Like, what movie is this? Wow. It, I gotta check that out. <laughs> it's yeah. I watched it this Christmas, as I do every Christmas. It's my <laughs> It's a Wonderful Life. And uh oh. I I cannot tell which guy I was. Yeah. It's just a bunch of kids snowboarding. You know, it's funny. We rewatched um, as a family together because we did no, uh, this Christmas, we did no family anything. It was me and my sister, my dad and Nora. We had a turkey dinner sitting on the couch watching TV, which in our family is like not allowed. Like, we, you know, it has, to, there's always a formal dinner at some relative's house or not formal, but sitting on the couch and eating a Christmas dinner, just like if you had asked me years ago, would you would this ever happen to your family? I'd be like, absolutely not. And we got to do it this year, so it was kind of like fun and whatever. And we rewatched Elf. That movie is so fucking entertaining. It holds up. Every moment of it holds up. And there is a part in it where he <laughs> meets that little girl who's in the doctor's office with him. Do you remember the part where he eats cotton balls and she giggles and yeah. he says, I'm Buddy, I'm an elf with human parents. And she's like, I'm Carolyn, human with human parents. Oh, yeah. And she's the, the most real little girl. Yeah. It's like, you want to cry. And she appears like a couple times in the movie. Like, and me and my sister are like, this little girl's making me cry. Like, we had a full... <laughs> like holiday moment as a family watching the movie Elf. And I was wow. like, if when you get a holiday movie, right, where you can replay it on the Superstation TBS every <laughs> year, like it's really saying something. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't speak to me when it came out, but it certainly has <laughs> spoken to me in the years since. Wow. It's grown on me. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. 
<laughs> the funniest thing of all time. Claymation narwhal. Also, there is a the movies that made us. It's this thing on Netflix where they they talk about films that were popular for whatever reason. They show how a lot of those scenes were shot, like, and it is just perspective. Like they do a weird Willy Wonka way of shooting things where there wasn't special effects being used when Bob Newhart was tiny and on his shoulders. He was simply 10 feet behind him and they mm-hmm. lined it up and mm-hmm. had little fake hands on his shoulders. And and when you see how they shot that movie, it makes you want to watch it again because it's insane. Him as a large elf, they didn't shrink people down. It's just perspective, like the, the camera tricks. It's so cool to see that. Yeah, I love I love the way it was made, filmatically. Chase, Damn. yeah. what's your favorite holiday film or tradition around the holidays that you like to revisit? Well, the past few years, I guess since it came out, I mean, I didn't mean for this to be a tradition, but I, because Emily in Paris keeps coming out like a few days before (laughs) Christmas and I cannot stop watching the the show. Like, and for the past three years, I, that's what I've done before Christmas. So I'm like, I guess Emily in Paris is my tradition. Oh, so it's like season two. Oh my God, now it's season yeah, three has just yeah. dropped. Season three dropped this past year. But like for the last three years, that's what I've been doing. Like mm. I'm like, oh, it's, it's the holidays. Emily in Paris is coming. <laughs> and it's it's just so fun and easy. Like the episodes are so short. You can look away for four minutes. You can jump back in. You'll still get it. You will not be lost. (laughs) Like, it doesn't require much. And it's just, it's perfect. And how is Emily in Paris? Is she getting by? Like, does she speak the language? Is she is she a typical American? Yeah, she have tall white socks all, on. All she is a typical American. She's trying to learn French. Um, she's been in class for about three seasons. She's not learning much. Um, <laughs> okay, that's not really where her priorities are to learn French. Okay. She's just gotten by with English and just kind of charisma. But um, <laughs> she. You know, she she's a hard worker. She's a hustler, but she also is getting caught up in a couple relationships. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of something for everyone. <laughs> Are French uh, relationships different than American relationships? Is she learning? Is, is there an eye-opening <laughs> kind of French? I'm assuming she's cis-hetero. Uh, yes. So she's having French men experiences. Yes. She's in love with this chef, but it's like he had a girlfriend and then they broke up and then they got together. Like they're trying to make them like Ross and Rachel and it's like, but no one cares. Like if they get <laughs> together, like it's like, sure. But I don't know. And this guy is like that she loves. I mean, I honestly makes me love him because he's so almost boring. Like he doesn't even lift a finger in his scenes. Like it's like, (laughs) it's like he's just running the lines to learn them. Like he's like, I'll put emotion (laughs) behind them later. (laughs) And like, it is actually like, I kind of love it now because I'm like, that's amazing. Like he's, he'll just say a sentence. He's like, what is this? Like, it's not even close (laughs) to being any emotion and yet he's like the you know the leading male interest is he an actor yeah. or was he a real french chef 
Wait, were like, they filming him like Bowfinger where he didn't know he was on a TV show? That's what I felt like. Like, I really felt like they went up to him on the street and was like, do you want to be in the show? And he was like, sure. But I think he is an actor. <laughs> I don't think he's a chef, but he is very convincing as a chef. But yeah, it's just, it's a simple, albeit, you know, sort of not, I don't know. This last season had had some cracks, but... I'm hoping that they're fixing it for next season, <laughs> for the next Christmas. Did Emily go to Paris for work? Indeed, she did. Yeah. Yeah. She left okay. a fiance in her wake, you know, just, oh. just the whole classic thing. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of just secretly start over. Yeah. Left him in Chicago. And mm. yeah. Have either of you been to Paris? Yes. yes. I have not. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I've I've been uh, only to a handful of places, Spain, but okay. for work, and then okay. and, and England counts. once for a few days. But I really want to go to Paris. Yeah, actually, Chase, just, you were just there. Right? I know. I was like, I just went in September. Oh, really? Yeah, and because it was, of Emily in Paris. Exactly. Yeah, I wanted you did a reenactment. <laughs> You went to all the places she went? It's so weird. It's like, I actually didn't even think about that show once when I was there. I don't know how. Like, I guess because it's really only a holiday thing. It's like, I watch it before Christmas and then I don't think about it again for the rest of the year. So I went in September and people were like, oh, like Emily in Paris. And I was like, oh yeah. Like when I got back, (laughs) I was like... Oh yeah, God. it really must not ask much of you when you watch that show. If it doesn't even yeah. come up when you're there, no, it didn't. I don't know what I. I would go to that big roundabout from uh, European Vacation, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what I would see there. That tower. Yeah, I just want to go there and eat bread and ride a bike. A hundred percent. The fucking bread there. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That, I was there in high school, and it was on a trip where we went to a bunch of places. So I don't think I got the real, you know, any kind of a deep down French uh, experience. It was like Paris. I think we were there for three days. Um, We were just excited to be able to drink in our hotel rooms because we were, um, we all had permission because we were all 18. But we were walking around one day, we went to the Louvre, like there were certain things we had to do. And then this one day, they're like, okay, you're off. Once we did the things we had to do, they're like, you're off. You know, we meet back at the hotel for dinner at seven or something. And so we went walking around and we just walked around looking at like how amazing the city streets were until we got hungry. And we stopped at this, just a cafe. And we only knew how to order what the thing on the sign was. So it was like the classic salami and cheese on a baguette sandwich. There's a name for yeah. it. Do you know? What I- so good. It's so good. Like, <laughs> oh my God. I don't like salami. And I'm really picky where I'm like, <laughs> what kind of cheese is it? I didn't say shit. I was like, one of those seafood play. And they gave it to <laughs> us. And we sat at this cafe table outside with like, you know, our Cokes yeah. and our, these sandwiches. And we just stared at each other going like, why is this bread so amazing? Why is this combination so amazing? What's happening? Why is this so good? It's so you, good. You were with the school kids or was this when you were in the CIA? It was school kids. <laughs> we were 
So it was this, the trip was to Russia. We went to Russia in 1987 when it was still the Cold War. And so we were in Russia for like a week. And then we came back through Checkpoint Charlie from East Berlin (laughs) to West Berlin. Then we stayed in Germany for three days. Then it was Paris for three days, London for like two days, and we came home. So they basically, while we were there, were like, well, you have to come through anyway to fly home from a like Western airport. Um, so then they just, they tack on a couple days of like, see the sites in Berlin, see the sites in, you know, Paris or whatever. And some of the kids in our class, the worst mistake I ever made, they're like, oh, we're going to go see you too tonight when we were in Paris. And I'm like, nah, I don't want to go. And so they went, it was like Joshua Tree, you too. Yeah. Pre-Octune wow. baby. Uh, yes. Like, like truly the height of U2 coolness, they went and saw them in concert. And we, the like four people went and saw that concert and the rest of us stayed and made a a, a little pyramid of Heineken cans in our hotel room. <laughs> thought we were like living the high life. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Wait, that's but a I mean, high school trip? Yeah, they let, it was, yeah. You got to go see U2 Jeez. and you chose not to. And I, we could have, it was just that kind of thing where I was like, we had had a couple nights where we were like, because we were allowed to drink, because over there, the drinking age was like 18 or 17 or something, depending on what country you were in. So they basically sent a permission slip of like, is it, they'd never do this now, I think, but it was the 80s. So it was like, my parents gave me permission to drink on this trip, and wow. so did everybody else's parents. So, so, like, everywhere we went, our goal, like, it'd be like, oh, yeah, the Hermitage or whatever. Unbel- You're in fucking Moscow, and it's, you know, Cold War Russia, and we're like, hey, there's a bar over there. Like, that's all we cared about. That's it was so really funny. hilarious. So we did a lot of—the night before we had been— drunk at the Eiffel Tower and my friend Jennifer and I were like shit face and we're like walking around to the Eiffel Tower and these guys came up and we're like hey we're gonna buy you these necklaces or something and we're like what and we're like drunk enough we it was obvious we were drunk these guys started grabbing us and pulling us like trying to pull us away and it was it was one I was drunk enough where I was like oh this is crazy I can't believe this is happening and then like two other tourist dudes who saw it happening came up and started trying to punch these guys and the guys ran away and we're like, hey, thanks. So by the time we got home, we're like, thanks, thanks, everybody. And we just run back to like the group of people we were with. So I think the next night we're like, hey, let's just take it easy and drink whatever we liquor we can get our hands on in the hotel. Because we had kind of, it was, I think we had two, too much freedom and the, like a little bit too much like you guys can handle this in the city streets of Paris. It's like, no, it's fucking France's New York City. It's not yeah. this beautiful place day and night, no matter what. Damn. Yeah, that's everyone's biggest fear is as a teenager getting kidnapped in a foreign country. It's classically yeah. the worst thing that could happen yeah. to a young person. Did Emily ever deal with any kind of grabby <laughs> dudes at the Eiffel Tower? Emily has never been in danger of any kind except for <laughs> falling in love with two different men. Like, she's <laughs> not experienced anything. She just walks down the street. She's on her phone, you know, nothing. God, Doesn't I'm, care. I'm still on the fence of if I'll start Emily in Paris. 
You shouldn't. Um, I'll just tell you, <laughs> Until you shouldn't. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, Donnie watched the first season with me, but mostly like just because it was funny, you know? And then like the second season came around, he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> to join you on this. And I'm like, that's better. Like, I need to plow through. You take too many breaks. Like, I just like to sit down, you know? I don't need to get up, go to the kitchen. Like, I'm just in it. Yeah. So I prefer a solo Emily and Paris viewing session. You don't want to have to explain plot, really <laughs> exactly. intense plot lines or whatever. Exactly. Just, you just want to be in it. Exactly. Yeah. Just want to get lost in it. <laughs> <laughs> but how? why is their bread so much better yeah. though, oh than God. anywhere else in the world? And the butter. Like, and the butter. Is yeah. it it's better like the bread? The butter is insane. Better bread, yep. Chase, than the bread from California Pizza Kitchen. Oh, my gosh. I, we have sources. We do research. <laughs> we know your favorite. favorite snack. I picked it out at the exact right moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What it is. It, I haven't had the bread there. What kind of, could you describe this Pizza Kitchen bread? Have you ever been to California Pizza Kitchen? Sure. Just, okay. uh, you know, you I have just a never salad. never had the bread? It, no. They usually I, just bring it. I mean, okay, I like I wrote an article that has since been taken down about this years ago. Like California Pizza Kitchen <laughs> is not what it once was. It oh. used to be just the crown jewel. Um, at least in Studio City. That's where I wanted to go for every birthday. Like my parents hated it. Like they were like, <laughs> please pick somewhere else. And I was like, I have to go to CPK. The bread <laughs> used to be unreal. But it's, I mean, no, nothing's, you know. I wonder Europe if it's, bread. that's a product of them because now they just make frozen pizzas. I wonder if they're like, you know what? We should make these, serve these frozen pizzas in our restaurants. Yeah. It's probably like a version of that. I, although I will say their ch- their barbecue chicken chop salad is alive and well. I believe I've Legendary. had that. Yeah. It's I really, definitely really good still. Talk about, I think like that's like, time machine food where like if I ate that like that's what I Margaret when I used to open for Margaret Cho on the road we would always try to find a California pizza kitchen because we knew <laughs> we would like it yeah. and we would it would be like kind of reasonable we could eat salads and pretend it was locale yeah but I think wouldn't you call that bread a little bit like focaccia it's like kind of fast food focaccia a little bit <sighs> looking back yeah <laughs> I mean it's just not what I was remembering like I because I, I went back there with Donnie I was like because he had never been I was like you've never been to CBK like I was like building it up so much and we went back there and it was so sobering like I was just like looking around and like seeing things for what it really was and just like <laughs> the bread and like just even like the Pepsi tastes weird and I was just like wow like I don't know if they, they've changed or I have maybe both I think I think it's them I think the yeah. franchise isn't it got it was like it peaked and then maybe they sold to too large of a conglomerate or something yeah because it it really was good like, I, okay from what okay. I remember in the early I think 90s so too mm-hmm but they're still just like everywhere. Like, I mean, the fact that they are even at the Century City, like crazy mall, it's like clearly yeah. you guys are doing something right. Yeah. You People know? still believe. Yeah, exactly. I think it's because <laughs> you can get you can get a sa- a solid salad there just as much as pizza, which yeah. is basically like boys and girls eating together right, in Los right, Angeles. Right. Yes. To be really generalizing, but yeah, you know. I agree. 
I wonder right. if someone could explain to me. My one day, one day, my dad's birthday, we're in Spokane and he wanted Italian food for his birthday. And out of all the places in a city, he chose Olive Garden. And I, they are famous for their free breadsticks with our doughy white sausage, their uniform. I, I, they are so unappealing to me. But then I put one in my mouth and I'm like, oh, there's something in it. There's like a addictive chemical in their food. I don't, I think that there's something about that that has these uh, chain restaurants. I think that they have some addictive chemical in there because I ate a whole basket of the, and I'm not a bread yes. guy. It makes my knuckles yeah. swell up, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, worth it. I mean, they do, there's like food scientists that research and figure out like perfect mouthfeel. So, right, like you get an Olive Garden breadstick and it's slick on the outside, but then they put a little salt on it or something and you bite in and there's a slight crunch and they do all that of like, this is what people like the best. So they, right? I mean, that's they a know. study. They know what they're doing. Yeah. This is I the one the so. mice, the mice liked. I'm assuming there's yeah. mice in their laboratory. <laughs> the mi- there's mice in the test. Yeah, they give them cute, oh, imagine the tiny little bread they get. Oh. I've never been to Olive Garden. Should I? Uh, I for the no, novelty I, I or no? No, I left feeling uh, defeated, like I was uh, taken advantage of. I felt like yeah. such a simpleton. And I had to nap for three days. I ate like a whole three, four pounds of lasagna. I feel like Italian food, if you do franchise Italian food, you're going to go, I wish I had just made this at home. Yeah. Because... Right. Right? It's yeah. like, you don't want to sit in the mall and eat fettuccine Alfredo. Oh, yeah. or, <laughs> Right? It's like... I want to sit I in the mall know. and eat Panda Express. Yeah. That's the right answer. <laughs> right? See, all the food we're talking about goes back to that cake thing. For me, it's not worth... This should, for as bad as it is for me, I should be having a more euphoric experience putting it yeah. in my mouth. Like, yep. yeah. It looms over me that like, well, here's the worst thing I could possibly be eating, fettuccine Alfredo. And then it's like, why am I not happy? Yeah. I should like, be happier. If I'm going to spread this all over security at the <laughs> at the Tempe airport, <laughs> then it better taste oh good and it doesn't. So they're why am I doing still this? still cleaning it up. I mean, <laughs> I like they're going to find that. It's for the next few months. Like <laughs> the idea, you can't bring through the smallest bottle of water. But you were like, "Here's me and my two pieces of cake. We're gonna fuck your machine really up is. from the inside out." This is on them. Yeah, it, it is it on is. them. It is on them. Yeah. And I would have, even though it was bad, I would have liked three more bites. I would have liked that. <laughs> you know, like waiting for at my gate. I would have liked to take three more bites and then throw it away. I didn't want yeah. my hand to be forced into throwing it away. I felt like it wasn't my choice. No, because you were too paranoid of like, <laughs> both pieces flopped out into that. Yeah, they, they <laughs> acted like only the one. They're like, no, no, that piece didn't touch it. I'm like, why? Explain that Exactly. And I was just How? too much in a daze. And so I just left. And then I was just like, all right, I just got to make an executive decision here to trust no one. <laughs> <laughs> because you take one bite of that and suddenly you're uh, just like oh, oh my god no oh my god nightmarish just the hair of so someone that sat behind you with their shoes off oh, oh i'm god. sorry the airport. i'm sorry the airport is insane 
It's it's such a I feel bad when people have to travel these days because it's getting so crazy. It's getting it's like, intolerable. Yeah. The yeah. coughing. Ugh. Like truly the coughing. Like when I was at Burbank waiting to go to Phoenix, like I, it, it was just truly, I've never heard so many people cough yeah. in so many Which, different pitches. Like yeah. it's just at like, different <laughs> times. Like just I'm time. just like, and it's like, I haven't made a sound. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. It's like, people can't, I, I don't get it. It's like, I'm not tempted to make a sound. I'm just like sitting here quietly, respectfully. And I just don't know why I'm the only one. I think it's passive aggressive, like political coughing. I think there's certain people who are like, I'm going to do the thing you fear the worst. Ugh. And that it's that kind of thing where like, our culture has changed empirically since COVID in that way where there are people, I'll never forget walking toward a guy one time and we were outside, but we were, it was still during like quarantine and I was trying to go to the ATM. So I was wearing a mask, but we were outside at a, like a strip mall. And this guy was walking toward me, not wearing a mask and then did this whole like, this like, <laughs> this ridiculous, almost like old fashioned theater face play where he let me know he was mad. I was wearing a mask wordlessly or whatever, where it's just like, the fuck do you care if I have a mask on or not? He was like, Ugh, and like so <laughs> upset oh where it's just God. like, you, this is inappropriate. Like, what the fuck do you care? Truly. And I also, I could have it. Yeah. Like, I could just try not to be spreading it to you, dummy. Like, Seriously. People are so mad. They're they're ugh, they're disgusting. <laughs> I love the idea disgusting. that it's like defiant. I can't take it. Uh, you're not gonna take my rights away from it. Patriotic coughing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fox News sponsored coughing. Why are why? I just watched your set. They just sent some links, and it was probably an, yeah, it was an old set because it was like Cameron Esposito show oh, at like UCB. Yes, but yes. you're so good. Yeah, it thank was, you. And you were like, <laughs> I think that two to five, we can just get rid of those hours, <laughs> and that's exactly when we're podcasting. I know. Four uh, four p.m. is an interesting call time. Yeah, and it's you one know? that we stick to. Interesting. Well, Chase, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, sorry Thank I didn't you. know. It's fine. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I didn't I'll know add either. you to the list. <laughs> oh, no. A list of yeah. people that forgot your birthday. There is a list. Although most people <laughs> did, I will say I was impressed. I've really, because I tell a lot of people it's my birthday. I'm not like quiet about it. Good. You shouldn't be. <laughs> But I felt bad. I heard that on your podcast. I was like, ah, shit. Well, just tell her in person. But when I get back I'll to Los take Angeles, it. We'll, we'll, have a, we'll have a nice birthday meal. Oh, my God. I know. I was like, where are you at? Like some sort of a beach house? It's so like exotic. I've gone to the beach. Oh, my it's God. It's my getaway. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. Can you feel the relaxation? <laughs> yes, I really can. <laughs> <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> Just to catch yeah. a wind, yeah. But I will be back soon. So okay, amazing. Um, we will make a plan. Sounds good. Can I go? Just kidding. Absolutely. I don't want to sure, be one of those Chris. people that invites. I used to live sure. at the beach. I had my fill. I don't oh miss God. it. Everyone always asks if I miss. I miss, don't care. I live three blocks away. I don't miss it at all. The waves crashing and the breeze. Mm. It used to make me sneeze. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't miss it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard Chase Bernstein's podcast, Composed, you have to listen to it. I've told you this already. One of the hardest things in the world to do is do a podcast by yourself. Chris and I both <laughs> talked about this when we pick each other up from the airport and have to do and some kind of an intro pre-roll where we're talking by ourselves. It lit- When I tried to do it, it made me feel insane. <laughs> yeah. I literally stopped doing it and waited till Chris got in the car. Yeah, I was and drenched in sweat every it's time the worst. I did it. Yeah. Chase is so good at it. And she's, it's a really funny podcast. And if you haven't heard it, go listen. You will thank, thank you. me later. Thank and if you. you get the chance to see Chase do stand up, she's one of the best at it. Uh, you, Truly. Yeah. You, I love watching you, your thank calm you demeanor, so and you have great jokes. And just uh, yes, Google and YouTube, watch whatever's <laughs> out there. Do you have dates coming up? Um, You know, just local. I'll be in Venice on Saturday. You nice. can come find me. <laughs> just standing out around the, yeah. the boardwalk. <laughs> just Venice adjacent. <laughs> I actually think I'm doing Largo on February 1st. Um, so I'm excited because oh, nice. I've never yeah. been there. Yeah. Oh, you're going to. Yeah. It's Oh, that's the best. Yeah. It, it feels like you're in a city that loves and has been starving for comedy. It so it yeah. feels like you're not in Los Angeles. Every time I perform oh, there, I'm like, where did they get these people? Why are they so excited? Oh, okay. So it's not like a little bit snobby. Not at no. all. Okay. You're gonna love I don't know why I kinda like picture people being like comedy like snobs. No, because no. <laughs> yeah, on your show there will be a, a extremely famous person uh that yeah. is a surprise guest and they know that and so they don't judge anyone. They enjoy the whole show. It's it, it, that place works in a way that I don't I don't understand why certain places are amazing but yeah you're gonna I think it's so exciting I think Flanagan like books it well and they have managed it for so long in that way where like people people have been taught how to be audience members there and so yeah. it's like they know if they do if they hold up their end of the bargain they're gonna get rewarded and so it's great because they just are so ready and they're they have good taste and yeah it's a it's a great it's a great experience for the performer. Okay, yes. I'm going to go with you because I, I haven't been there in so long. Oh my God, yes. Okay. Fab first. Can I go, guys? Just kidding. That was my famous. <laughs> it's a callback to me inviting. My fam- it's my famous bit. <laughs> it's so famous that I invite myself to things. People I'm sorry, love but it. Chase is actually my real, real I life know. in real life I friend. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it's it was not a real life. Please, can I go to the beach and also to Largo with you in a few days? <laughs> well, I mean, I have some. I was I have some dates coming up. Do you mind if I? Please, I mean, it's boring. Do it. But in March, I will be at uh, in Milwaukee and Green Bay and and Chicago. And then in May, I will be in New York at the Bell House. I'm very excited about that. And Ooh, that's and. Good. Vienna. Oh, I am traveling. Nah, Virginia. Vienna, Virginia. <laughs> That's the first oh I've seen of that. And and Philadelphia in in May. So go to my website. That's all. That's all I had to say. Thank you for being Beautiful. here, Chase. Thank you're, you guys so much. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Guest. It's yeah, so you're fun. a damn delight. Thank you. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by John Bradley. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. 
Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.